0: testing testing is this thing on oh my goodness girl i have been gone off the grid for like almost 6 weeks now i am really even embarrassed to say that but i am so grateful to be back i wanted to give you a little update a little background of where i've been over this past month and a half and what's going to be happening with this podcast here on out so if you want to hear the deets stay tuned because your girl is coming right back hey there and welcome to slay out loud a podcast designed for women who are on their journey to become the best versions of themselves i am your host Jerica hetty i am a wife a stepmom an entrepreneur, and the creator of The Ladies Den, which is a women empowerment movement focused on gratitude, self-care, and giving back. I'm here to share real-life stories, offer you support, and encouragement as you travel on your journey. So let's get started. Okay, girl, so here's the deal. I have been gone for probably six weeks, like I said, and I wanted to just hop on here and really give you a quick update so if you're listening to this in the car, turn it up if you're at home like me and your p j s grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea if you're one of those weird people that can't drink coffee all day long, um whatever you're drinking, a glass of water, whatever. Curl up on your couch, in your bed, and let's just chat, okay? So I actually had to like pull out my calendar and figure out what the heck I have been up to. But I'll give you just a few minor details. So in the time since my last podcast episode, we have had another failed round of um, infertility treatments. I have been to Nashville. We had the first Sladies retreat through the Sladies Den, and we went to Nashville, and that was incredible, Um, and I've just been, like, working, but the biggest thing that has been happening over these past six weeks is your girl has been sick. Yes, sick. I have been suffering from, wait for it, imposter syndrome. Yes, me. Imposter syndrome. You guys, do you do you know what that is, imposter syndrome? When you're like, basically you're paralyzed by your own fear and you feel like you're not good enough, so what's the point of even trying? Y'all, I am 10 episodes deep into this podcast in imposter syndrome and came out of left field and literally took me off my feet so yes I had a lot of things going on but we're all busy that's not an excuse the truth is I was literally having this internal like argument with myself about whether or not I should continue this podcast and it wasn't just should I continue the podcast? It was how do I continue this podcast? And I started reaching out to some of my closest friends and I started trying to figure out like what what kind of episode should I be doing? Do I need to hire someone to make me a better website? Well, do I need to fix a website that I have? Should I get a different hosting thing and all these other like behind the scenes things. And the bottom line is my very first episode of this podcast, I recorded it in my car. Like, it's not that hard. I know that this is not one of the most edited, filtered, greatest podcasts to ever exist. I'm literally learning as I go. But I will say And you all that have reached out to me, um, if you've left a review, so shameless plug, head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you're loving. Let me know what you want to hear more of. But those of you that have already reached out have said you love how real and raw and unfiltered this podcast is. I do very little editing for this podcast, and the truth is because I don't really know how. So, like, I'll listen back to it, and I'm like, eh, that sounds like how I would sound if we were just talking, you know, meeting for coffee or over a glass of wine. And that's really how I want this podcast to be. Like, I want you to feel like we're just chilling on the couch with our feet up we might not have a bra on like i'm just being real right so i don't want this to be super edited super filtered like that's not me um and so i think that's why i loved the idea of doing a podcast because it really is just another opportunity for me to Pull up a chair and have a conversation with my best girls. But I was struggling hardcore, you guys. And to those of you that I kind of reached out to over the past month, like, and was literally asking for almost your permission to keep going, like, thank you for bearing with me. But there's some lessons in this, right? I want to give you some tangible things that you can do if you start to suffer from imposter syndrome. So I've got a couple tidbits for you. So if you're driving, you're going to want to re-listen to this. But if you're not, you might want to grab a piece of paper and a pen, or um, you can come back and listen to it again. But I've got just a few quick takeaways for you um, for if you are suffering with imposter syndrome. This episode is sponsored by my brand new workbook entitled, You Guessed It, Slay Out Loud. Are you seeing a theme here? Anyway, this workbook is a hodgepodge of my morning routine. There's a space for a week at a glance, as well as daily gratitude, self-care, mantras, and affirmations. Each day also has journal pages, and there are prompts if you aren't sure what to write about. It has space for 31 days, and I promise by the end of the workbook, you will be well on your way to living your best life. It's available now on Amazon. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details. So today I have five tips for you on how to combat imposter syndrome. So number one is to stop comparing yourself to other people. So I know you've probably all seen that quote that says, you know, don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 10. And it sounds cliche. It really is. But it's so true, you guys. The first thing that we need to do in order to combat imposter syndrome is to stop comparing ourselves to other people. So how do you do this? For me, when I start to feel jealousy or I start to compare myself to other people that are doing similar things that I want to do or that I aspire to do, I level the playing field. So what's that mean? I go to them and I congratulate them sincerely I support them. I'm um, I get them off of the pedestal that I've put them on only in my head, right? And so once you level the playing field, then you realize like, oh, it's not that bad. Like I'm happy that so-and-so has achieved that. And now I know that it's achievable and I can do it too. So that's what I mean by level the playing field. So that's number one is to stop comparing yourself to other people. And you do that by leveling the playing field and you legitimately and authentically support them and congratulate them and just be The type of person that you want to be towards them. So, when I say there's someone that I'm following on Instagram and they have a podcast, and for the longest time, for over a year, you guys, I had imposter syndrome. When it came to starting a podcast, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't think I was going to be good at it. I didn't think anybody was going to listen to it. And so I started to get envious of other women that I saw having podcasts. But instead of doing it or researching it and figuring out how to do it, I just was like in that zone of envy and jealousy. And so once I leveled the playing field and said, wait a minute, you know, everybody had to start with the first episode. Everyone had to start at the same spot. Like if they can do this, I can do this too. And so I really started to pay attention and, um, I started to subscribe to more podcasts. I started leaving ratings and reviews on podcasts. Why did I do that? Because once I heard information that I really liked or that really resonated with me, I wanted to let those women know Hey, what you said in that podcast, it resonated with me. Why? Because I then wanted someone to do the same for me. Because when you're creating content, like I'm creating this, I'm recording this episode right now. I have no idea if anybody's going to listen to this. Right now, I'm literally staring at my wall in my office all by myself with headphones on. You know what I mean? So it means the world when you have someone reach out to you and say, hey, the words that you're saying, the products that you're putting out, the services that you're offering, they mean something to me. And so once I started leveling the playing field and I got in the game because I realized that getting in the game wasn't that hard, then I started to not have those feelings of jealousy and envy. And it was more like, wow, let me go and support this girl because she is doing the damn thing, right? So that's number one. Stop comparing yourself to others. Number two is I make a checklist. You guys, I am a journal junkie. I have planners, and journals, and notepads, and sticky notes, and all the highlighters, all the markers, all the things. I've recently switched to digital planning because um, I'm just going to be honest and say that I have a slight addiction to planner stickers and washi tape, and so I thought the only way to stop myself from buying all of this stuff... because. Sometimes I don't have any self-control. When you get into a craft store, it's like a free-for-all. So I have switched to digital planning, and I'm still trying to figure that out. But I love checklists. I love being able to write something down and then go back and cross it off. Like It gives me a complete sense of completion and... Um, I know that's like a double word thing going on there, but I love to cross things off when they're completed. But the checklist helps me to see my accomplishments. So, you know, in my first therapy session back probably two months ago now, my therapist told me that I tend to downplay my achievements and my accomplishments as like a defense mechanism because I don't want to be judged. And she definitely hit the nail right on the head for that. But so by making checklists and being able to cross things off or highlight them that they're completed once they're done, it helps me to visualize and to see in print the things that I've accomplished because I have a tendency to downplay everything that I do. And if I don't write it down, then I don't, really necessarily remember that I accomplished it. So checklists are great for me and they're great for um, step number two of getting rid of imposter syndrome. And step number three is kind of goes with that, right? So number three is positive affirmations. So you can write these down, you can recite them. You guys know that I have a deck of mantra cards that are available in in the Slady shop. And all of those mantras, they came from my journal, you guys. They came from me writing things down on a checklist and you know like doing my morning routine and doing my my journaling and I started to write these positive affirmations because I wasn't feeling them but I knew that if I could rewire my brain if I could reroute the way that my thoughts were going I could change the outcome of my life. And so positive affirmations were a game changer, and they still are a game changer for me to this day. So, in the pack of mantra cards, there's 31 mantras. 30 of them are right from my personal journal, and they're all I am statements, with one of them being a quote from Maya Angelou, who's my favorite author. But positive affirmations, you guys, speaking life and abundance over yourself and over your life really help to halt the imposter syndrome. So that's tip number 3 is positive affirmations. And if you need help getting started with those, I would totally recommend snagging that deck of mantra cards from the list from the ladies shop. Number 4, this is a hard one for me, but number 4 is to accept compliments. And this is not as easy as I would like it to be like, you know, sometimes I'm like that awkward girl where, you know, someone's like, oh, I like your shirt. Oh, I love your makeup. And you like, don't know what to say. And you're like, oh, this old thing. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, I didn't do anything really. Oh, I don't know how to do that. And again, you downplay the compliment instead of just accepting it. It's hard for me to accept compliments, you guys. So when people say to me like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like I love your podcast. I love your workbook. I love the events you put on, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's hard for me to just take that compliment at face value and not try to diminish what it is people are saying to me. So number four is to accept compliments, And the last thing that I have for you, number five, is to celebrate every single victory. I do this, again, in my journal. So in the morning time, I usually write down my gratitude. I kind of do a brain dump. But at night, I write all of my celebrations, my many things. So if I drank a glass of water, you guys, water is super hard for me to consume. I know the health benefits, I know I need it, but it is hard for me to do it. And so there was a time where I would beat myself up if I didn't drink eight glasses of water, but I've then changed that mindset around it. And so now I celebrate each glass of water that I actually did consume. So it can be as little as a glass of water. It can be as big as launching a course, um, putting on an event, booking a client, you know, all of these things, whatever your celebrations are, whatever things that you accomplished, if you cross two things off your checklist, if you're able to cross two of those things off, that is worth celebrating. That's two steps closer to where you want to be, right? So we have to celebrate the little things. We have to find joy in the little accomplishments and not just wait for the big things. Because the little things are what matter most. It's the little things that add up to the big things. So if you're just waiting for a big thing and you're not appreciating and celebrating the little things that you are accomplishing, accomplishing, you're going to miss out on all of this celebration. So how do I celebrate? It depends, you guys. Sometimes I take a hot bath. Sometimes I splurge on an a expensive bottle of champagne. Sometimes it's a pedicure or a manicure, or it's grabbing a drink at happy hour with some of my friends, or going to dinner, or there's so many things that you can quote-unquote reward yourself with, and they don't have to be big things, but something to keep you inspired to keep going. Not necessarily motivated, but to keep you inspired and to keep you dedicated because we know that motivation comes and goes, right? But it's the dedication that keeps you moving forward even if you don't feel motivated. So let's recap. Number one is stop comparing yourself to others. Number two is to journal and to create a checklist where you can cross things off as you accomplish them. Number three is positive affirmations. Speaking, you know, that life and abundance over yourself. Um, these are I am statements, right? Uh, number four is to accept compliments at face value and to not downplay what people are saying to you. And number five is to celebrate every victory. So these are the things that I have really honed in on over the past six weeks and hence why I'm here now recording another episode, even though six weeks ago I was ready to throw in the towel. So I want to leave you with a quote, um, by Michelle Obama and she said do not ever let anyone make you feel like you don't matter or like you don't have a place in our american story because you do and you have a right to be exactly who you are you guys thank you for being on this journey with me i hope you are ready for more episodes for more inspiration for more motivation I'm, I am so excited to be back and I cannot wait to continue this journey with you until next time, you guys. Bye. Hey girl, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Slay Out Loud. If you loved it, which I know you did, be sure to subscribe and review. While you're at it, share this episode with a friend. Let's continue the conversation on social media. You can find me on all the things at Jerrica Hetty. Until next time, I'm sending you light, love, and champagne, or sparkling water if that's your jam. Cheers!